Greetings, adventurers. Today we're excited to introduce you to a new story, Dark Dice, a horror podcast that blurs the line between actual play and audio drama, where the story is determined by the roll of the dice. Six adventurers embark on a journey into the ruinous domain of the Nameless God. They will never be the same again. One of the players is not what they seem after a doppelganger, a creature that can assume the form and voice of whatever it kills, infiltrates the team. As the players are picked off and replaced one at a time, can they figure out who the monster is before it's too late? Can you? Here's a quick example of what our show sounds like. The, uh, shambler with the jar of liquid inside of him. Soren Arkwright let loose an arrow that cracked the glass, passing through the spine of the creature. The shambler still managed to maintain its forward momentum, but stumbled as it eagerly tried to bite and swipe at Soren, landing near his feet. As Jeff Goldblum has now joined our cast, Dark Dice is available however you listen to podcasts. Welcome to the Morning Woods. I'm Miles Tridel, writer, producer, and narrator of this episode. If you enjoy this podcast, please consider writing a review and sharing the show with your friends and family. Thanks for listening. As I trudge through the ankle-deep snow, I admire the branches above. The fresh snow perched delicately among them, from trunk to frosted tip, somehow renews their character. The atmosphere of death that crept in with autumn is frozen beneath the beauty of the winter wood. The signs of danger are hidden beneath layers of snow and ice. Fire pits and rock circles are whitewashed along with the stones untouched by man, woman, or child. Snow packed into the bark disguises the symbols carved there. Nothing blends in as easily in the winter wood. I spot a rabbit as easily as if it had been painted with neon. Its brown fur, though it may have blended with a bush or fallen tree, contrasted with the white. With a thought to the winged predators above, I imagine the brave rabbit's days may be short. I take comfort in how easily I notice the animal's movement. It meant I could spot anything, or anyone, who stalked me too. No one knows where the coven goes when the winter wind brings the season down on their wood. Only the leafless trees and glowing snow allow people like me the courage to step beyond the tree line. Not since the disappearances. But the wood is quiet in the winter. I may go so far as to call it peaceful. I continue in a little further than I've ventured in past years. I'm coming up upon the stream, which lies at the base of a deep valley. I consider turning back rather than attempting the decline alone so late in the afternoon. I imagine the ice and treacherous roots hidden beneath the snow and decide against any more adventure for that day. I do, however, stop to admire the beautiful little valley. I see him. Lying face down in the snow at the base of the gully is a man. He appears young. Judging by his clothes very similar to mine, he is roughly my age. I call down to him. My voice sounds dull and weak, muffled by the thick snow all around. I receive no reply from the young man. Going against my better judgment from earlier, I begin my descent toward my fallen friend. My mind is too occupied with the present hazards to wonder what brought him into the wood. What had been his mistake? With no small effort, I reach the ground. I shuffle my way toward the fallen man, calling to him as I go. When I reach him, I see he is not moving. 
not even his shoulders which should have been rising and falling with the tempo of breath. Fearing the worst, I roll him onto his back. I immediately become aware that I had not feared the worst. My fear paled in comparison to the truth. The man's head rolls away as I turn him over. It's merely a pale gourd with some loose hair stuffed under a stocking cap. The body in my arms is a collection of sticks and dry leaves stuffed into winter clothes. The arms of the coat have been sewn to his chest so the man could clutch a sort of makeshift doll. The doll is made of five sticks, a torso and four limbs, and a rodent's skull attached at the top. Two antler tines are stuck to the sides of the skull with a black resin. I shout and fall back in the snow. I fall between two feet, bare and blackened with frostbite. I stare up into the face of my hunter. It is mostly hidden behind a deep hood. She is dressed entirely in white. Of course, I think, they have learned to blend with the beauty of the winter wood. A beauty that will be my last sight in the world of the living. Or so I hope. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Martha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.